Well, the Republican Congress seems to finally be at least trying to get something done. Prince Harry is on a national and worldwide therapy tour, and we're going to talk today about why transparency is usually a good thing. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Off the Bench. This is Heidi St. John. Thank you guys for joining me today. I uh, So this is my this is Wednesday. So this is the day that I like to go through the headlines and sort of recap what's been happening for the last couple of days in the news. And as I have, have often said, you know, you can't make this stuff up. Like most of the things that we're reading about in the news right now are just absolutely uh, hysterical to to uh, to even talk about. So I thought I'll just go over a couple of them with you, and then I really want to talk about transparency, uh, and I'll explain why in just a minute. But I don't know if you guys saw this headline on ABC News, but I'm going to read it to you. It says, A rise in heart disease may be explained by extreme weather conditions, uh, to which I gave uh, ABC News five Pinocchios. I gave them five Pinocchios for that. I'm not really sure when our mainstream media is going to start telling the truth, but I don't think it's going to be any time in the near future. This is where the topic of transparency, you know, continues just to to come up. So let's sort of jump into that because uh, transparency is a really good thing as a general rule. And so, for example, uh, Matt Gates and the the uh, Republican Party now, of course. Kevin McCarthy is the chair, finally, of the Republican Party. And I got to tell you guys, I wasn't really a fan of how this thing was going down, mostly because I'm just like, you guys are a bunch of buffoons. This is embarrassing. But I have to say, I am pretty encouraged so far by what I am seeing come out of the new Republican Congress. And I think that those 20 holdouts, hopefully, unless Kevin McCarthy, you know, folds like a paper airplane— they're going to actually get some stuff done that is going to at least signal to the American people, hey, we hear you, and it just might give them a fighting chance in 2024. For example, uh, Matt Gates. again, I'm no super fan of Matt Gates for lots of reasons, but he introduced an amendment to the House rules on Tuesday, so just yesterday, that allowed C-SPAN cameras, that would allow C-SPAN cameras on the House floor during normal proceedings. The amendment would require the Speaker of the House to allow C-SPAN to broadcast the floor proceedings to the House, much like during the contentious House Speaker vote last week. Guys, I think this is a great idea. This is supposed to be the people's house. And if the Congress is the people's house, then we should be able to hear them. I think they should be miked. We should be able to hear what's happening on the House floor. These are the people that we have elected to represent us. And if they won't represent us, then, uh, or if they if they if they're afraid of being heard, then uh, that should tell you something. So I love that. Another thing that I've noticed coming out of the the new Republican Congress led by Kevin McCarthy is that they want to defund the it was eighty seven thousand I don't know how many IRS agents. You guys should just Google a stadium full of eighty seven thousand people. That's how much money. The federal government wants to put into, uh, you know, making sure you guys are paying your fair share to the government, which, of course, we are paying our fair share. We're paying more than our fair share uh, to the federal government. But I love that the that the Congress is actually going, hey, we came here to do the work of the people. The people are really tired of you guys taxing them to death. They're tired of you wasting federal money on 
ridiculous things, like one of the things that uh, Rand Paul pointed out is that the federal government spent quite a bit of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars, injecting beagle puppies with cocaine. Why did they do this? They did it because they wanted to see if there'd be any adverse side effects. Moment of silence. If you want to know if there are any adverse side effects from cocaine, just go to the streets of San Francisco. Go into downtown Portland. Ask any former drug addict if there are side effects from injecting yourself or snorting cocaine. And I think that the answer would be yes. We certainly did not need to pay the uh, to have innocent little puppies tortured and use federal money, taxpayer money to do it. So this is just kind of the, you know, the, the tip of the iceberg of the garbage that the federal government wastes your money on. So I think, you know, if we can see some of this stuff moving in the right direction, I'm happy for that. Defund absolutely these 87,000 IRS agents. We don't need that many IRS agents. And start rolling back these the tax burden on the American people. You know, you could actually come up with a balanced budget amendment. There's an amendment to the Constitution that I'd be happy to support is a balanced budget amendment. Most of us have to balance our own budgets, don't we? Right? If we spend more than we bring in, guess what's going to happen? You guessed it. We're going to go bankrupt. And that's what's happening to the American people. I want to move on to a story that I read uh, coming out of Harvard University. So you guys know Harvard, right? Ivy League school. These guys think that they're smarter than anybody on the planet. And there are a lot of really smart people at Harvard uh, at Harvard University. But the Harvard Medical School is now offering a course about healthcare for the Alphabet Mafia infants. All right. So they're gonna they're gonna promise to focus on serving gender and sexual minority people across the lifespan. And this is what they said. Uh, they said the clinical exposure and education will focus on serving gender and sexual minority people across the lifespan from infants to older adults. And so they're saying, listen, these these little babies that are coming to you uh, know exactly from the moment of birth that, that they are transgender or they are homosexual or whatever it is. Massachusetts General Hospital which serves as the primary meeting location for the medical school's 2022-23 academic year, offers a variety of transgender surgical procedures for individuals 18 years of age and older, as well as resources for transgender youth, such as referrals to LGBT support groups. Also involved with the course is Boston Children's Hospital, which generated controversy last year over a video claiming that some children know their gender identity before they are born. Uh, this is garbage. It's garbage from sunup to sundown. It's just another indication of a culture in decline. And we have the opportunity uh, to speak the truth to, into, the, into the void, to really stand up and say, no, enough is enough. We're sick and tired of this. I'm sure you guys have heard by now that in the, in the DC comic, right, the Joker, who's a dude, as everyone knows, is pregnant and gives birth. It's it's disgusting. I, I can't even uh, the the wor words to describe the insanity from the left almost escape me. But not enough to say that this is wickedness. And when we divorce ourselves from reality, when we go along with the ideology of the left and this insanity, which is uh, you know gender quote reassignment surgeries. You know, I talked about this with my uh, my friend Jeff Myers the other day. Nobody assigns you. Your sex at birth. It is assigned to you by the living God, the one who makes you. DNA is not malleable. 
You cannot take a, a drug or inject yourself with a hormone and change your DNA. I saw uh, Krista Hawkins post a video of herself at one of the at another one of these woke universities, and she was talking about the horrors of abortion, talking about why she has been fighting for so many years to protect uh, unborn babies from the barbarous actions of an abortionist. And this man, who looks like a lady, stood up and said, what about men who have wombs? Why aren't you going to talk about the men with wombs? And why are you only referring to women? And uh, she said, I have a womb and I'm a man. And Kristen Hawkins rightly said, no, if you have a womb, you are a woman. And about you know, 5.1 seconds later, you could hear this screech from the back of the auditorium, which was, frankly, it's demonic, right, of this woman who stands up and screams, no, that's not true. Listen, I've had this experience. I've come face to face with these people. There was a moment in time when we cared more about truth than we did about someone's feelings. And there, and we still need to do that, right? It goes back to my example uh, last week that I shared about my friend who had anorexia. We never lied to her about what she saw in the mirror. When she saw herself in the mirror, the reflection that she saw was a distortion of reality. She saw someone who was wildly overweight. And so she began uh, down this long and dark and painful road into anorexia. And had we lied to her, it would have killed her. And the medical institutions know that they are lying. They know that they are lying. We recognize now that our government agencies, many of them, are corrupt, and we have a responsibility to speak the truth. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, there are times when we don't want to be transparent. And a really good example of that would be what's happening with Prince Harry right now as he is traveling mostly the United States, bashing his family on the regular, right? So it's going on 60 Minutes. Here is one of the most, you want to talk about privilege? Here's one of the most privileged young men in the whole world, right? Literally born into royalty. And he meets a woman who has done her level best to divide this family and to take this young man who clearly is uh, emotionally broken on many levels. And I think, you know, the world in many respects, fascinated, of course, with Prince William and Prince Harry, the sons of the late uh, Princess of Wales, because of the of the tragic way in which she lived and then ultimately died. And so these two boys really grew up in the spotlight. And so Harry said, hey, you know, we're sick of the spotlight. We don't want to be in the spotlight anymore. And so they removed themselves from the royal family. And then they moved to Canada and then they moved to California, which is where everyone goes when they want to get out of the spotlight, right? Hollywood. And they signed a $100 million deal with Netflix, and now uh, Prince Harry has released a book called Spare, in which he bemoans the fact that he, uh, William is the heir and he is the spare, and proceeds to just bash his father and his stepmother and his sister-in-law and his brother in a series of really embarrassing 
embarrassing family secrets. I mean, whether they're true or whether they're not, you know, no one no one really knows except for the people inside that family. But this is the point. Everybody has a family. I have a family. I have a large family. And when we're when we're uh, spilling family secrets, you know, I got in a fight with my sister or I, you know, whatever with my brother or whatever, this about my mother, there comes a point in which it's really, and especially in this case, because everyone knows that the royal family really can't say anything. They're figureheads. Their job is to draw attention to the people and to the issues that the people are facing. And of course, I don't know anyone in the royal family, but I can tell you right now, Prince Harry needs to be quiet. It's a little too late. Like the toothpaste isn't going to go back in the tube right now, but let this be a lesson to every single one of you. I heard um, a, a woman give a really good example of, in fact, I think it was Marie Osmond talking about uh, families and family secrets. You know, every single family has issues within the family. We keep things inside the family. It's like, you know, I, I used to, we used to joke, uh, my sisters and I, right? Um, I can say that my sister is a wacko, but if you say it, I'm I'm going to come after you because that's she's my wacko. <laughs> she's my that's my sister that you're talking about, right? There should be a sense of camaraderie in families, and to air this to air this, uh, you know, all of these things in his book. It's I'm embarrassed for him. I really am. I'm I'm far from embarrassed for the royal family. I think most people are looking at this and going, "What in the world?" But there is there is a truth to where the Bible says, honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. And I heard Marie Osmond talking about this the other day. Uh, I don't know where I saw her. I haven't seen her actually in a really long time, so I don't even know why I saw her, but I did. I thought this analogy was so good. She said that she comes from a very big family, right? There were at least seven kids in the Osmond family, maybe 10. She said there was a point when the kids were young and they were fighting. And she said that their mom went up to him and said, everybody out, everybody outside. And so all the kids went outside and their mom took a pillow out there. And when she got out into the yard, she cut that pillow open and she shook it so that all of the feathers went everywhere. And she said, all right, now go, go, go collect the feathers. And of course, the kids were like, well, we can't collect them. We, we'll never get them back. And she said, that's exactly right. There are words that we say to each other that we can never take back. And I have said on my podcast and, and written about this in, uh, in books that I've written over the years, you know, growing up the way that I did, I learned a lot about uh, the preciousness of family and why um, it's so important that we, that we love our children and that we learn to follow uh, God's heart and God's ways. It's so important. I mean, watch what's happening with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. It is so important that we know who we're marrying and that they have a love for family. When you marry someone, they should never, their goal should never be to divide a family member, right? To, you know, obviously Megan's gone in there and she is wreaking havoc inside that family. I just can't think of another way to say it. But of all of the situations I find myself in, I have found myself in over the years. I have very few regrets about things I have done. Most of the regrets that I have in my life are words I have said that I cannot take back. And while none of us have access to the royal family, we don't understand the ins and outs of what's going on with Prince Harry. It's clear to me that this young man is very is emotionally traumatized. He's obviously, you know, trying to to air the family's dirty laundry. 
He will regret. I promise you there's going to come a moment in his life and maybe he's already experiencing this and doesn't know what to do about it. But there will come a moment in his life when he regrets the things that he is saying right now. We need to watch our words. And so do we want transparency? Absolutely. I want transparency on the floor of the House of Representatives. I want transparency inside of our churches. I want transparency in my government. I want transparency from the people that I follow and admire, particularly those who are uh, purporting to be Christians or who write Bible studies or who lead in the Christian community. I want to know that your yes is your yes, your yes is your yes, your no is your no. But there are moments, and I think this is a really good example, when the privacy of that family should be respected. And shame on Prince Harry and Meghan Markle for what they're doing and making a spectacle of themselves. And frankly, I think people have lost respect for him. And that's another thing you know, that's really important. You can't get you, very hard to get your reputation back. And so hopefully this is going to be a lesson that a painful, it's obviously going to be a painful lesson for this young man to, I keep calling him a young man. What is he in his 40s now? Uh, it's going to be a painful lesson for Prince Harry to learn. But the rest of us can absolutely be learning it right now. We need to be loving our families. I've been telling you guys a lot, you know, love your people well. You you have one family. And I realize that not everybody's family is really healthy. There's a lot of dysfunction in families, right? Certainly this is the case. Most of us can think of fights that we've been in with our siblings and fights that we've had with our parents even or heated exchanges that we've had. But to air them in public is wrong. And so uh, let this be a lesson to you. That's what I've been telling my kids as we've been sort of talking about this is it's all over the news. Transparency uh, is a good thing as a general rule until it's not. And this is a great example of an abuse of this kind of thing. I want to let you guys know I am going to be speaking again. My speaking season is starting to heat up. and I'm very excited to get back on the road and to see a lot of you guys out on the speaking circuit this year. The first place I'm stopping is in Greenville, South Carolina. I will be there at the Teach Them Diligently mini conference on February the 4th. And so I hope you guys will come out and say hello. And I can't wait to just catch up with a lot of you. It's been a while since I've been on the road, mostly because I turned down, uh, I would say, 80% of the speaking opportunities that came my way during my run for Congress so that I could be here in the district campaigning. And so I'm very excited to get back out on the road and do what I love to do. And so I hope that I see you guys out there on February 4th. If you're interested in in booking me, I'm pretty well pretty well booked up for 2023. I think there are some openings in the fall. But if you're interested in having me, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com and just click on the speaking tab. I would love to do that. Also, uh, my women's Bible study that releases on the first Monday of every month, we are working our way through the book of Hebrews right now. For February, I'm going to turn my attention back to mothers, and that study is called Irreplaceable. And I'm going to be spending the month of February talking about why your role as a mother is one of the most important God-given roles anywhere on the planet, that the role of mothers is truly irreplaceable. And so you have an opportunity to speak into the lives of your children. You have an opportunity to model for them what is right. You have an opportunity to shield them from the uh, the assaults of the world, especially when they're very little. And we're going to spend quite a bit of time. I'm going to spend some time talking about homemaking, the art of homemaking, and why I think uh, it's something that we need to get back to. And the world has really done, in the culture, I think especially, done a, a fantastic job of reducing the call of mothers to just, you know, a stopover on the highway of life to 
to reducing the call of, of women who want to be homemakers. Listen, if your highest ambition in life is to be a, a mother and to be an excellent wife, it's enough. It really is. And you, the role that you are playing in the lives of your children cannot be overstated and it can it must not be underestimated the power of the influence that God gives to mothers. And so I hope you guys will join me now. It's a great time to sign up for that study so that you'll be ready to go when it releases. And that will release on the first Monday in February. And you can find it at momstronginternational.com. Well, I thank you guys for listening. I'd love to hear from you. And we're going to come back. I have a wonderful, wonderful guest on the show with me tomorrow. My friend Sherry Seligson is going to join me. And we are going to be talking about the all the ways that science is compatible with Scripture. It's going to be an excellent conversation. This is a great one to have your teens listen into. And uh, Sherry's a wonderful speaker. She's a great friend. She's got her master's degree in education, and she teaches on science all over the country from a biblical worldview. You guys are going to love it. Come back tomorrow and be encouraged in that regard. In the meantime, I hope you will love your families. Well, thank you for leaving reviews for the show over at iTunes and giving us a five-star review and sharing this podcast with your friends on whichever platform you can do that. It helps us to grow and get the message out to a wider audience. We appreciate you listening, and I will see you back here tomorrow with my friend Sherry Seligson here at the intersection of faith and culture.